No comedy juice today, just soda water. <sighs> yeah, I'm not really on the comedy juice thing right now, so. That's good. All right, you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm feeling funny-ish. <laughs> <laughs> great. This is going to go great. Welcome to the Planet X Cinema Podcast. We are a pop-up movie theater in the great state of Texas. We show films in a genre that we call righteous trash. Those are uh, drive-in classics, Hollywood B-movies, bizarro cinema, straight-to-video kitty flicks, basically movies that don't quite stack up or haven't found their audience yet. But our only rule is we only show movies that we genuinely love. On this podcast, we don't talk about uh, movies that already exist. We invent new ones with the help of the Planet X community. We take hypothetical movie titles supplied by you, the Planet X faithful, and we turn them into fully or at least mostly fleshed out films. It's like the world's crappiest writing room, and you can email us suggestions uh, planetxcinema at gmail.com or through our website at planetxcinema.com. My name is Blair Hicks. My name is Lord Drew Hicks, and I'm off to the Renaissance Fair this weekend. Blair, shall you be joining me? No. I'm I know, sure. and I fucking hate you for it. I hate myself for it. I can't do it, man. I, I, I'm going to go this season. It's becoming like, our thing, though, man. It's a thing. We'll do it. All right, all right. Well, I, I want you to come. I, uh, I am really looking forward to it. I look, I look forward. We, we are lucky in the great state of Texas to have two exceptionally good Renaissance fairs, uh, Texas Renaissance Festival, a.k.a. TRF, and the Sherwood Renaissance Festival. It is a trashy culture that I really – I feel like that is a culture that – the quote-unquote Rennies, they really understand why trashiness is a good thing. Yeah, and you know what? They, the reason that they make it work is the same reason that I hope Planet X works, which is that just forget about irony and everything works. There's no irony, yeah. That's what I love about it. <laughs> just get rid of irony. You, you know, know the, other, the other thing that the Renaissance Festival has in common with Planet X is they don't make any money off of it. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> That's I mean, some, somebody is making money off of it, but it's not like, you know, it's not like you, you're going to fucking Disneyland where they're trying to like sell you on characters and stuff. I mean, like some dude is selling you lavender oil that he made in his kitchen. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah. Especially uh, the smaller ones like Sherwood, which are way more fun, but are basically put on by people that are just completely committed to the culture. They're not making money. They're just trying to kind of, make enough to keep going and keep putting it on yeah yeah and my favorite and this is like um this is this is the tea on the renaissance fair scene in texas the uh apparently the people that started the sherwood forest renaissance fair did so because they felt that trf had sold out <laughs> and i love i love the pettiness it's incredible yeah. you know what's great is that the first one i went to in texas was sherwood so yeah when I went to TRF for the first time, I was like, look at this bloated corporate shit right here. <laughs> this jousting, this scripted jousting, this will not stand. That is, still, that is still what I tell people about, if you, can, if you go to one, go to Sherwood because the jousting isn't scripted. And one year, me and my now wife got to see a dude almost die in the joust. It was fucking nuts. These two, opening day, these two horses charge at each other. One guy gets thrown off, like, full-blown Hollywood, Black Knight, Knight's Tale, whatever, gets fucking thrown off, shards fly everywhere. And the people in character who are supposed to be like judging the tournament got up and were like, oh shit! 
like, oh no, something went very wrong. This dude was like stone cold on the ground for like five minutes and they pulled off his helmet, blood all over his face and in like a gap to smile, he just throws up a fist. It was like, it was the realest thing I've ever seen. It is, it is like uh, minor league hockey with uh, cost, co- different costumes. <laughs> exactly what unscripted jousting is and i love it if like if there was just unscripted jousting on the weekend like 10 bucks unscripted jousting at the expo center i'd go watch it every friggin weekend it's no joke. Awesome. yeah if you could get espn 12 or whatever to do like medieval melee and jousting and i think there are groups that are like trying to get that going didn't like vice did a, a documentary about like there's like a european historic martial arts like full contact tournament this is a pet theory but I do sit on my ass a lot and watch uh, sports. And they tried for like three or four years with the Lumberjack games, which are great. Very the good. Lumberjack games are amazing. That, that's a culture right there. But I think that it, it's a niche audience, unless you're at a bar and anyone at a bar who's had three or four drinks is like, yeah, I'll watch anything with chainsaws. You know, I don't need drink one to watch anything somebody's like there's people doing stuff with chainsaws on tv i'm like that sounds awesome um but i i think if you if that was a hard sell for the espn audience they're going like jousting like <laughs> i think what you do is uh, get people who have done wrestling involved oh my god yeah if there was like a kfab yeah exactly oh my god but that's, but still full contact jousting like oh and my then god you, you yes know what you do you do it on sci-fi you don't do it on espn and everywhere where you have to shut up now because this idea is going to get stolen from us and i don't um, want this stolen out from under us patent pending on everything we just said patent pending patent I, pending patent pending it would be great it would it would work in a reality show format it's literally a tournament it was a reality show before reality shows existed everyone's got a personality so you have the Ren Fair meets kfab kind of part of that everyone has their favorite guy the matches are unscripted so you see all the gnarly shit and uh, they can give me a sweet job as a producer and, oh my uh, god i'll host i'll i'll i will be an on-air i will be the joe rogan of whatever this thing is called <laughs> I, i'll i'll stand next to you in one of those jester costumes <laughs> <laughs> you'll be in motley like yeah Tis i like yeah all right <laughs> Hazard, well met, and welcome to this week's episode of... Fuck, how do we get this going? I, now I fucking... I, fuck Planet X, fuck this podcast. Like, I just want to do... I just want to be a, a an online personality for, for KFAB wrestling jousting. You know what we do? We go out to Sherwood, we get a little presentation together. So I can see this happening. What we got to do is prepare a PowerPoint presentation on tapestry. I was like, trying to get it, there. Thank you. Hang it on the wall and be like, yeah, you know, it's the... Oh. Synergy in, in big gothic letters. <laughs> Groweth thy brand. Groweth thy brand. Like, like, like unto an oak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's enough on that. I think uh, I did want to follow up on something, though, from the last episode from Service Dogs. So, number one, I was totally wrong. Ali Sheedy is in St. Elmo's Fire. I had to go look it up. It was driving me fucking nuts. Double downing on my comment that it is the sad sequel to The Breakfast Club. So, it Ali is. Sheedy is definitely in that movie, and I forgot. Do not at me. Uh, the other thing I wanted to follow up with was at the very beginning, we kind of made a joke that it, it it sounded like the kind of movie that they would have made like a shitty Saturday morning cartoon out of. Yes. And uh, I mentioned, I thought there was an Ace Ventura one and you were like, there was definitely a mask one. So I was looking around there. There are actually three uh, Jim Carrey Saturday morning cartoon adaptations. 
Ace Ventura, The Mask, and? Ace Ventura, The Mask, and, oh, crap. Dumb and Dumber. There was a Dumb and Dumber cartoon? Yeah, it only ran for like a season. So the way, the way that I know all of this, though, is there's a guy on YouTube named Mr. Coat. M-R, Mr. C-O-A-T, Mr. Coat. This guy is doing the work. He's like, he, I, I think his viewership numbers are so much lower than the quality of, of content he's producing. He basically is like in his bedroom with a camera uh, at talking about trash cinema but he genuinely loves it. And so he like, he has, a, he has this unbelievable like deep dive into all of Don Bluth's stuff. And he starts with like his days at Disney and goes through Pete's dragon and like, and is treating it with so much respect. And then like there was, he, so he has like a Patreon and his, you know, people can ask this guy questions, which like I'm going to go be one of this guy's supporters. Cause I love what he's doing. Um, he got asked the question, do you like bad movies? And do you feel like a movie can be so bad? It's good. And his answer was, he doesn't believe in movies that are so bad they're good. He only believes in movies that he enjoys watching. And this is like the, the gym that I love that he said. He was like, it's perfectly okay for movies to succeed in some respects and not others, to be good one way and good in not other respects. And it's also fine for movies to just be okay. And I was like, yes, this is it, man. Like, this guy gets it. Like, well, you can, you can critique things without judging their inherent worth as well, which I think is always something that people, people lose track of. They go like, oh, this person is, is, is uh, doing some form of movie criticism or music criticism or whatever. Eventually, at the end, I'm going to get a rating, right? I'm going to get like a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and you go like, that's not... I mean, some people need that because they go like, oh, I want to go see a movie this weekend. Like, which one got the thumbs? I get that. It's convenient. But that's not why I read or listen to people critique media is I'm much more interested in how they break things down. I know what I like and what I don't like. This also comes back to my longstanding point of I am unable to answer the question, what are your guilty pleasures? Right. I, I don't feel guilty about anything that I like. You know, whatever I'm interested in, I don't, like I said, no irony. Like, <laughs> well, it's like, I, you know, when, when we were putting together the list of movies we wanted to show in the next season uh, of Planet X, the, the, the live screenings, uh, October 26th, every final Friday at Kunstler Brewing in San Antonio, Texas, we, we had a discussion about that. And I remember us saying, like, we both don't like the star rating system because, and it actually came up in the conversation about Mechanical Violator Hakaider, which is not a movie we're going to show this season, I don't think, although I love that movie, that like, okay, yeah, maybe it's a one-star movie, but that one fucking star is so cool. Like, they're doing one thing so good, and it's like, it doesn't, it's not reflected in the system, right? And that's, right. Like, that's what I really like about this Mr. Coat guy, and the reason I wanted to give him a shout-out is like, he's taking films that other people have kind of crapped on. Like, he even, he does like, this guy went and watched Home Alone 5 and gave it like some serious critique and talks about like what works and what doesn't and how it ties it. And it's like, oh man, that's great. Like, what a cool dude. Like, There are things about the Despicable Me movies that I think are really great. And I just decided to watch them all because I was tired of people going like, minions are dumb. What is all this minion crap? And I was like, I don't n know at all what any of this minion crap is. So I watched them and there are good elements in those movies those movies aren't made by unintelligent people like they, they may not be great movies but there are clearly people working on those films that are happy to be making entertaining wacky surreal kids movies and i think that's great so uh 
shout outs again to Mr. Coat. If you get a chance, go check out his YouTube channel. I think I can't doing, wait. Yeah, I think he's doing some like Planet X adjacent work. It's mostly like kitty flicks and cartoons from like the 80s and 90s and stuff, but definitely worth checking it out. Uh, go give him a subscribe. He seems like a cool dude. I'm gonna try to reach out to him and become a supporter. But we are not here to talk about uh, YouTube channel recommendations. Uh, that's for our other podcast, Two Brothers. And uh, we're here to invent new movies <laughs> with uh, <laughs> hypothetical movie suggestion titles that we take from you, the Planet X faithful. And this week, I come to you with... You said that we have an offering from a longtime personal friend. Cameron Baker. Yeah, Seabake. Um, my good friend, uh, Cameron Baker, who is, by the way, going to the Renaissance Festival with me this weekend. My true brother, Cameron Baker. Ah, oh, fuck you. Cameron Baker comes to us with a hypothetical movie title uh, that we need to turn into a Righteous Trust Cinema. That title is Hard Eagles 2. <laughs> and I, I love, I love that. I love it so much. Are we going to have to construct two movies? <laughs> so we well, I think, well, I mean, we've got to figure out why there's a sequel and what we're bringing over from the first one. But... I we've we cannot do a double header like we can't do Hard Eagles one and Hard Hard Eagles two. That is not what Cameron has ordered us to do. We the, we the Planet X executives must write the sequel to Hard Eagles Hard Eagles two. Cameron Baker, you magnificent bastard! And he was clear with me. This is a sequel. It is Hard Eagles colon two. It is not Hard Eagles T O O. It is not two Hard yeah. Eagles. It is Hard Eagles two. Is it? It's not possibly like um, an anthology series, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we can do whatever we want. I mean, God, it just immediately you say it and you go, well, first of all, thanks, Cameron. That's, Thank you, is, Cameron. The first thing you think of is Iron Eagle, right? Totally. I mean, exactly. You can't not think of Iron Eagle. That's exactly where my head went, though. Like the first thing I thought of was that cover with the F-14 or whatever shooting off behind him. You got that great music. Is, was it King Cobra that was on the Iron Eagle soundtrack? Uh, that sounds right. Well, whatever. Um <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way, but um, I always have something visual on my TV when we record because I, uh, I don't know, I have a short attention span. And right now I have a Hitler documentary on <laughs> with no sound on. So oh, okay. Yeah, so it could be like... Uh, it could like, be like a, a Nazi, a Nazi thing. We haven't yeah. done like, a, 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 you know, the, those weird uh, and wonderful 70s Nazi exploitation films. Yeah, there uh, were a lot of those, huh? Ilsa the SS, was that the big one, I think? Was the big one Ilsa the SS, something like that? Here's what, here's what stands out to me about this title. All right. So we've got, obviously we're talking about a sequel, so we'll get to that in a second. The Eagles thing is evocative. Okay, I get that. I'd like, to your point, that could be like the heraldry of the Nazis. It could be uh, some fighter pilots, right? Like American Eagles. Hard. Team. That's what hard made me think of was like, Hard Eagles. Yeah, it could be a sports team. Yeah, it uh, like gridiron stuff. Like, uh, yeah, a football film. Yeah. Yeah, but hard is sticking out to me because that is very much like a... I bet it is. <laughs> oh, great, great, great. Great, 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 great. It's like an 80s, it's like a 70s, 80s terms, like pumping iron kind of thing, right? Like, oh, that dude's hard, right? Like yeah. the title, it has to be an action movie. It can't be anything else. I feel like a, I feel like it's an action movie, but I love the idea that it's a sequel because um, this is another thing that's come up many times when we talk about Planet X is how many sequels we want to show without showing the first film. 
Like, <laughs> you know, like Beastmaster 2, where it's like, you don't have to watch Beastmaster. Just come watch Beastmaster 2. It's going to be great. You know, like that. Yeah, actually, that's really funny because I, I wanted to show American Ninja one time. And when I showed up to the venue, we couldn't get the DVD player to work. And so I had to boot up American Ninja 2, a film I had never seen before. And I just told the audience, I was like, all right, here's the plot to American Ninja 1. I don't know if any of that's relevant. Here we go. And it was great. It's one of the best screenings I ever did. People love that movie. Oh, that's... And you 100% do not have to see American Ninja in order to get it. Um, okay, but, but you mentioned uh, uh, Beastmaster. And it's funny because I was thinking about the Barbarian Brothers. Um, the the wrestling twins who were also bodybuilders who were in that movie The Barbarians. Oh yeah, and uh-huh. I think they did they did a couple other movies, but it made me think of like how many eagles are we talking about here? Is it like is it is it a two hander or is it brothers? Is it a like a squad like a commando squad? Is it oh, like how man, many how many eagles we got in this thing? I love the idea of a of a duo action movie like okay. uh, it just reminds me of those nes games like bad dudes yeah or contra the you know, warriors you know yeah. uh, oh that's, that's very good i like that okay yeah so let's let's do a two-hander so we got okay all right so and i think the fact that it's a sequel is like they're back in the shit now either oh wait a minute i just had something okay uh, great. we like sequels that um go someplace uh that the original did not Beastmaster, Beastmaster 2. 2. Very good example. Like, <laughs> let's just ride ride that one out. Um, what if, like, this is a sequel to a sort of commando, first blood type film, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, duo, duo film, double sure. hand. But in the second one, they're fighting aliens or something. Ooh, okay, yeah. You know, like, the thing that makes it a Planet X film is, like, the first one is, like, a low-budget uh, really enjoyable, like no budget action film, mm-hmm. and then they make the sequel. They, they go like, okay, now we've got a little bit of money. They're fighting aliens or ghosts. Yeah. Or, okay. Okay. This is very ghost, good. Where, where I went, Nazi ghosts. You know, just something crazy like that. Oh, that's not bad. No, and we can tie it into the first one. The first one can be about like surviving Nazi scientists, right? Yeah. Who are trying to do some like fringe sciencey thing that's going to end the world. And the hard right. eagles take them out. And then in the sequel, we're dealing with something tangentially related to that. Like there was a, a Nazi alien contact program, right? Oh, so what, what's interesting about that is I, I was thinking the first one was like a Rambo commando style action movie. And then in the sequel, they actually had to like tone it down. And so they just made them like New York cops or something. But they're like, after the war, we became cops. But but I like what you did, which is like, let's go, let's go even weirder. Let's go out into uncharted territory with these commando boys what i'm thinking is that like hard eagles very first blood looking film that's the tone of the film right um but the the but it it sells enough Ooh, or maybe we're talking like a direct to video sequel oh okay wait 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 i want to do i want to do two things okay yeah i'm with you first let's name these eagles i want character names for these eagles i'm thinking like brock or like Flash or Chaz. I don't know. It has to be like Lance, right? Is there like a good, what's a good tough boy name? I like the idea of giving them names like, um, 
in Predator, what's his name? Uh, something Dutch, something oh, else. Like, uh, they, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got, they got that, military nicknames, sort of, like or like Top Gun call sign names. Yeah, we so could do like, like Top Gun stuff, like Maverick and... Uh, well, no, it's like... Uh, Stallion or... Jimmy Hawk Duggins. Ooh, you know? that's... Like, yeah, okay, there you go. Like, you know, something like that. Jimmy the Hawk. Well, the, and then that kind of rest... Ooh, we got... They, they should have, like, wrestler names. We can and then we're, You cast, know we're going to cast some wrestlers. We're going to cast some wrestlers. This would be fun. Uh, okay, this is very good. Okay, 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 okay. okay. So, uh, so I like... I like... Uh, I like Hawk. Hawk is good. Hawk was a G.I. Joe, too. Well, yeah, there's been lots of, I mean, Hawk and... Yeah, we're not going to get out of that territory, huh? Hawk and Razor, was it? The, who were the um, the Road Warriors and the wrestlers? Was uh, Hawk? Animal, Animal. Hawk and Animal, I think, were the were the Road Warriors. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's <sighs> What if it was... Okay, okay. Uh... Don't do that. all right all right what if what if their names are jim talon duggins and brock claw thatcher so they're like eagle eagle-ish i don't know or like one of them could be hawk and one of them could be falcon i like uh, talon and claw or talon is like a little too evil huh talon i kind of like you like talon well it's a really bad name and i think it makes it really good for an action hero Okay, so do we like Jim Duggins and Brock Thatcher? <laughs> sure. <laughs> great. So Jim, so we have Talon and Claw. These Talon, are our two. Great. Okay. Talon, Talon, Talon and Claw. It's not going to be Beak, Crest. No, it's got to be Claw, doesn't right? it? Right. Okay, and that makes them our eagles. Um, okay, that was, that was part one. Part two, okay, I think... I like the idea that in Hard Eagles, they were, uh, they were fighting a, like, surviving Nazi scientist. He's in the jungles of Argentina or something. Uh, they get sitting down there because, like, there's whatever. Who cares? It's like Predator, right? We got to go deal with the situation in Valverde. Maybe the first one is, like, um, uh, sort of like Boys in, the Br- Boys in Brazil, where they're ba- but like, just in that they go down to South America and they're killing Hitler clones. Sure. Great. Whatever. Um, that's pretty wacky. That, that, that works. Yeah, that works. And and it's like it's grounded enough that I could see that being like pretty successful as a film. Um, but I want to I want to throw this in. What if? And I don't know why this is in my head, but I just feel like if the sequel is going to go batshit, we got to go totally batshit. What if one of these dudes, or maybe both of them, got like an arm cut off at the end of the first one? Yes. And when they come back in the second one, they have like a like maybe one of them has a right robo arm, the other one has a left robo arm. <laughs> or like they, like they look like the shittiest versions of cable imaginable yeah yeah or uh or fucking uh they look like jacks from mortal Kombat. yeah there you go there you yeah go. so what do you think like do, does each one have a robo arm does one guy have an arm and the other guy one has like guy an has eye robo, one guy has a robo arm the other guy <gasps> has a robo eye or yeah okay so that's good that's real good we could also do the um oh man there's a kung fu movie whose name is escaping me and like one of it's about two guys who are like kung fu masters. One has no arms and one has no legs. Um, oh yeah, I've I've seen this. this so thing. we could do where like one of them has arms and the other one has robot legs. So one of them can like <laughs> jump high and run fast, and the other one can like punch through stuff. Yes, and let and they should both have like like not robot eyes. We'll ha- give them both like they're both the wearing for- sunglasses. Sunglasses the whole time. And there's very bad, like, um, augmented reality 
shots I love through this. their sunglasses. So, cool. so yeah. So yeah. it's like the little the little visor thing from Universal Soldier, like exactly. Yeah. But the, it's really not going to be look much better than like Predator Vision. Okay, you know? so I'm going to suggest that Jim Talon Duggins has the Robo legs, and Brock Claw Thatcher has the Robo arms. Sure. All right, great. I just want I'm, I'm trying to keep everything straight. So Claw's got the arms, Talon's got the legs. We're going to cast arms, Talon legs. Gotcha. Right. So we're going to cast wrestlers. Man, this is clipping right along. This feels great. Oh, um, I, want, I want White Lion to do the soundtrack see, as well. I, I want Winger to do it because get it. Oh please. yes! Oh my <laughs> God! Yes. Thank you, Lord Kip Winger. Oh, you magnificent man! God, yep. I was already thinking about sound. Like, there's got to be a Winger track on here, right? It's called like Freedom. <laughs> it's going to be like the uh, Bogus Journey soundtrack, but like um, five years before that. So. Yeah, Winger. I mean, I'll, I'll take Battle Stations by Winger. <laughs> That's, I, I was just going to say, we need to hurry this up so I can just listen to Battle Stations by Winger. <laughs> or through the magic of podcasting, we could just take a break and listen to Battle Stations if you want. <laughs> Six shooter! Do you think I cut it in right there? I probably did, right? Yeah. I probably, I probably did it. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I think you did. Um, okay, that's very good. All right. Um, very, this is very good. This is home. Okay, so Hard Eagles 2. I think, I think we know enough about Hard Eagles 1. I think Hard Eagles 2 takes place uh, four years, three years after the original. Uh, our boys have gotten their robo legs and arms respectively so it's gonna be a great final shot in hard eagles one when they kill the scientist and one brother's like i can't walk my legs and the other one's like i can't pick you up my arms and then he like gets on his shoulders and they run yep. out together <laughs> that's and you know what you know how like hard eagles, like children trying to sneak into a movie in a trench so, yeah hard yeah hard eagles 2 starts with that scene and then it it goes to black and white and freeze frames uh-huh. and then you, then it fades to black, and you got your like five years later. Yeah. And it has to be that like yeah, Terminator, yeah, yeah. like techno type. Yeah, yeah. It's like an Apple IIe, right? Just like <laughs> green text on a back background. That's oh, gonna be so good. Oh, and that's where we can do the uh, we can do the Predator Two thing, where it's like in in 1981, two brothers uh, took down you know Nazi scientists in Argentina. Now they were, in, they, they were bad enough dudes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, it's like the year. The year is now 1992. So this film is made in like 1985, but the year is now 1992. Uh, civilization is on the verge of collapse. <laughs> like the, the the world's oil reserves have run out. The world once again must call on the hard eagles. <laughs> And then it's hard eagles, and then when the two comes out, it's that sound of two steel girders hitting each other. Hard eagles, two, kong, and then an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a uh, fun movie fact because I, I seem to drop these into almost every episode. It's Hollywood Drew's movie corner. Sorry. Did you know in almost every Hollywood movie when you hear uh, an eagle or a hawk 
call, it is almost universally a red-tailed or red-shouldered hawk. It is, is never... Like the Wilhelm scream? You know, I don't know, but the American bald eagles does not have a cool, like, screech, and so they always use, uh, they always use a red-tailed hawk. Fun fact. Is that the sound at the beginning of Northern Exposure? Almost, almost certainly. It is almost certainly not a bald eagle. <laughs> I, I have clearly been watching Hammer Horror films because I just did a raven, which sounds nothing like an eagle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So we're in the we're in the far off year of 1991. The distant future of 1991. Although and... the film was the film came out in like 85, 84, something like that. A couple right. of years after the the limited success of 1981's Hard Eagle. All right, I, let's, let's, let's throw these boys in some action. What do you want to see them do? I think that they are uh, Nazi fighters in the first one. So do we want to stay away from the Nazi thing in the second one and go full-blown like aliens or, oh. Oh. or, or like um, robot Hitler or um, uh, alien no, robot Hitler? Like, <laughs> how do you want to do this? Okay, here's what we have to do. Okay. We've established that the world's oil reserves have run out and the world is on the brink of chaos in the far off year of 1991. I think what I want to do, okay, I think what we should do is kind of a Highlander 2 thing where like the whole Highlander 2 thing starts off with this like nonsensical idea that McLeod built like a, a generator that's saving the world's ozone layer. And then at the end, they end up having to like blow it up because really it was like, I don't, I don't really remember the ending of that movie's bananas, but I like this idea that they tried to have like a really heavy handed, like uh, statement they were trying to make about like energy and the environment and stuff. And so I think what should happen is our Eagles should uncover like a secret Nazi program for limitless energy that turns out to be recovered UFO tech. So that gives us an alien we can fight at the end or like a cybernetic alienified SS soldier or something. Right. Like some guy like injects himself and ends up becoming like, I don't know, the thing at the end of the Giver that Mark Hamill turns into. Um, and it ends with them finding limitless energy for America. Like they find this thing that's going to fix the energy crisis. I like this. So that's our MacGuffin. Our MacGuffin is the energy thing that the Nazis have. The energy thing that the Nazis designed. And this is also good because it, it will, it will. So I like the idea of these hard Eagle movies being, they are fighting the evil remnants that were never mopped up of, uh, of, of, of from Nazi Germany, right? Like the guys uh-huh. of America or whatever. So I, I love that, like the mad Nazi scientists that somehow survived. Those movies are always at least intriguing to me. I like sure. that. I, so that's good. Um, that also means that like over the actual credits, we can show like really bad, stock photos of like nazi scientists launching v2 rockets Mm -hmm. things like that so that's nice sets the mood great early that's pretty good oh oh oh, oh. we should start with a cold open a la predator 2 and some other movies where like i think uh they're just like busting up some like like gangs that have laser guns in la or something like there's like a gang that's holed up that the cops the cops can't get to them and it's like they show up they have their cool robo arms. So like, I think right. like Claw like jumps, a fire, jumps. A firefight, a firefight and not right. too distant. Claw jumps on Talon. Talon jumps up five stories and launches Talon into the room. And he's just like flying through the air, punching people with his robo arms, like a fucking psycho crusher from M. Bison. So I, I think we get our cold open. That's great. Um, 
And then they're back at like their pseudo military base or whatever. And they're like, you know, adjusting their arms with screwdrivers and stuff. And sure. uh, it's like, how are your power cells doing? And he's like, run low, but I'm okay. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like there has to be like, we have to set up like, oh, they're kind of breaking down. So oh, later you know in the do, you know what they do? Cause I, I, I was already getting a RoboCop vibe. Yeah, they totally. They yes, to, yes, yes. They have to go back to like headquarters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like, they're having this conversation while they, they remove their arms and legs and plug them into the wall. And then they're sitting there, uh, one with no arms, <laughs> one with no legs. They're like, so how are, how are your augmented? Like we have to, we have to, co- how's your tech? How's your tech holding up? Yeah. Oh, oh, they can even do that thing where it's like, because uh, it's obviously different props than like like anything that was used in the first movie. So they have to be like, how'd those new servo lifters work out? And Talon's like, yeah. good, only cleared five stories though. I need them to at least do 10. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <Like, no. laughs> Hasn't been a day go by. I missed my old flesh legs. Now that... <laughs> If only I had my meat arms. That's right. So, okay. Oh, no. Can Oh, please. I so want that scene to happen because I want him to be, like, drinking, like, mysterious green powered goo out of, like, with no arms. Like, he's sucking out of a a thermos. Man, that is tasteless. Yeah, that's totally something that would be in a a Planet X movie. Although, I don't know how we're going to, I don't know how we're going to cheat these boys arms and legs if they're like big beefy wrestlers but we'll figure it out i guess it's the the tin foil and glue it's fine um i think the what might be neat is if the evil nazi scientist has discovered an infinite source of power Mm -hmm. then what he does maybe the villains are sort of like uh being uh and rock steadied by this evil um scientist with infinite power and he's Mm -hmm. giving cybernetic augmentation to people that and they're juiced they don't have to recharge so that's that those are your bad guys and they're just putty they're like amazing putty people so it's like endless fights of of just (laughs) these two guys trying to survive it's very video game could we could we do a thing where like the the villain owns an energy corporation and he's like selling crazy expensive energy to the world and it's actually a false energy crisis like Dr. like Helmut von nefario sure yeah great <laughs> uh, so what i was thinking is like what if what if we expand this and the whole oil thing was a vast hydra-esque nazi conspiracy to like get the world to use up all the reserves so I there's like a dearth that. of energy then they're going to introduce limitless energy but they're not going to tell the world it's limitless uh, they're going to sell it at this super premium. So, like, the world's economies are crumbling. They could, they have all the power. Uh, and now these, like, new, this new breed of, like, cyber psychos are showing up on the streets. And back at HQ, their general, I guess, we got to get the general from the first film. There has well, to be, yeah. like, a, like, a colonel or something, right? Like, colonel feels right? Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's, it's, always, it's always colonel when it's a, like, a black ops movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how military ranks uh, work aside from just watching films, but I do know that mm-hmm. uh, special forces teams are always working for a colonel. We'll call him Colonel Hawk, so we we stay in the in the bird milieu. <laughs> colonel, Colonel Raven, Colonel, Colonel Crow, Colonel. Yeah. You don't like Colonel Hawk? 
All right, no, that's cool. What do you we want? I thought we had a character name. Oh no, we have Talon and Claw. And now we have Colonel, Colonel Hawk. <laughs> that's, very, that's very close to General Hawk, but that's okay. I'm oh, fine. Oh, that's with true. That. Okay, well, what do you want to call him? Colonel Peregrine Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Peregrine's not bad, actually. <laughs> Can he be like Colonel Raptor? Oh, Colonel, Colonel Raptor's very good. Okay, Colonel right. John Raptor. Oh yeah, damn, dude, you're killing it with these names this week. Um. <laughs> I'm Colonel John Raptor. Colonel John Raptor. You guys are magnificent. You're magnificent bastards. <laughs> Can we get Danny DeVito in this? <laughs> I tried to shoehorn Danny DeVito into this movie. Okay, um, I also, okay, I want to give them Vin because I want to use the name Peregrine. I think that they should have like a tech specialist named okay. like Debbie Peregrine? Susan Peregrine? Debbie's not, Debbie's not bad. What's a good Catherine? Like Cat? That don't make any sense. Cat. All right, Debbie. We'll go. Cat we'll stick with Debbie. Let's we'll stick with Debbie. All right, great. So she's the one that's like modifying their tech, right? She's our Q. She's the. She is Q. She's oh, the and and um, you know what? Because what Give happened? Me the bird pun in there. I'm dying for this fucking bird pun. Get it? No, in the no, it's not a bird pun. In oh, the first God. movie, um, one of them tragically lost his wife and his buddy had to come get him out of his state of despair as happens in buddy action movies. Oh yeah, like Stargate. Okay, exactly. Or like, you know, what whatever. Name name a buddy kind of like lethal weapon, you know, something like, you know, just there's one crazy guy that has to be pulled out of his sorrow. But in the second movie, um that same guy who lost his wife is falling in love with Debbie Peregrine. Okay. Yeah, no, that's nice. That's tidy. You want it to be a uh, talon or claw? Legs, legs or arms? I guess arms is more evocative, arms, right? Arms is less. Like, if only I could hold you with my meat arms. And she's That's like, "You're right. doing pretty good with those." Like, those two. I can't wait to fuck you with my robot legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now there has to be a joke where somebody oh, yeah. like somebody's like, uh, "Wow, I, did they replace everything?" And he's like, "Not the parts that count, or something, right?" And he's like, "I'm human where it counts." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. That's great. So we're back at the HQ. Uh, they have to be like, they're worried about the rise and like these cyber psychos that are showing up, I guess. And they think it's linked to like a, I don't know, a warehouse or another gang or something. So they're sent to investigate. And that's when they meet these like super powered bros. Or maybe, I guess let's keep it tidy. I guess they probably ran into one of them in the cold open, right? Um, I think that whoever gave them their cybernetic parts is actually the villain. He, oh. he gave them their cybernetic parts, and they uh, that means that when you start the movie, like during the firefight, they are trying to track that gentleman down, you see. The, the evil scientist actually was working for the U.S. government and then was exposed as a hidden Nazi. And, and, and now they're, they're hunting him down. So, and the reason I like that, uh, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that that means that, like, the colonel and Debbie Peregrine and all those people can like fill in exposition about the villain without us having a bunch of villainy expositions. Okay. Let me let me do this. Okay. I like this. It starts off with them. They're going to finally take out the Nazi scientists they've been tracking for years. Right. They this is the cold open. They they get on each other's shoulders. They launch 5 feet in the air. He psycho crushers through the room. There's a super-powered cyber-psycho dude, and he's all juiced up. They beat him up. They're like, wow, we've never seen tech like this. You know, they go back to HQ to recharge. Claw has a scene with Debbie where he wishes he had meat arms, and she's like, you're doing pretty good with the metal ones. 
uh, John Raptor starts talking to them about this rise in like these super powered Cybermen and how they have to get to the bottom of it. But in the cold open, I think they kill the scientist. Like they find the scientist and they shoot him up. And he's like, well, hopefully that's the end of it. Right. So then we get a nice scene after that where we get the boys at a bar or back in their clubhouse or something. Like we have to have like a, a day in the life kind of scene where we get to see these boys oh, like yeah. work out. They have to like do a bunch of pull ups. Uh, they need to like, you know, we got to show how strong they are. So they're like moving shit around. But then here's the piece I want to add. At the very end, because like these, these cyber psycho dudes keep showing up and we have the evil energy corporation and all those scenes. At the very end of the movie, Debbie Peregrine is actually secretly working for the Nazis. Oh, it's good. It sets up Hard Eagles 3. That's right. And it gives us a cool like uh, Last Crusade thing where we have the, the woman who flips the, the, like you think she's good, but then she ends up being a Nazi. Like, let's just copy that wholesale. So we have like sexy Debbie Peregrine, the, the scientist who at the end is like, my real name is, you know, Deborah Von Peregrine. <laughs> <She's>, you know, <laughs> where she's like the daughter of the scientist or something, right? Where like she's, yes. my father didn't have enough ambition. And so like, yes. I'm taking the tech that he got from a crashed UFO even further. Oh, that's right. We were going to, it's crashed UFO. Do you wanna, we don't have to stick with that. We could just go cyberpunk. No, no, no. It's even better. Like, but, but all, all we'll do is just like the Nazis recovered a UFO. And yeah. Oh, that's, that's fun too. Because at the end she can be like, the real power isn't metal, it's flesh. And then she like injects yeah. herself with the alien DNA. She goes Mark Hamill at the end of the Giver. And now we have like a man versus machine thing. And of course our good talent and claw are both. They're the, the, the merging of man and metal. This is good. I like this. this is excellent. Lot. I like this. This is really good. It's going to have a pounding 80s hard rock. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you mentioned King Cobra earlier. King Cobra's in there. King Cobra, uh, absolutely. Except. Yeah, except. I think you sneak in some glammy guys. You got your winger in there. You got your white lion. Uh, oh, yeah, throw, throw a white lion. They, dude, give them, give them a ballad. There's a ballad where Debbie and Claw are making love, and it's a white lion track. Uh, this, this is... That's a righteous trash movie, though, right there. I mean, that's really... I don't want to say that that's... Uh, it's almost too easy. What I really want to say is, this is the most... It's almost too much fun. Because th th okay. th it's a movie you can throw anything in there. Like, maybe they have a dog that has, like, a robot head or something, you know? Like, Okay, here's, here's what I want to do. I want to play a new game All where... Right. Uh, I am casting myself as Cla uh, Brock Claw Thatcher. I'm casting okay. you as Jim Talon Duggins. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, right. We're going to take turns feeding each other setups for one-liners. Um, All right? So so remember, you have robot legs. I have robot arms. We both hate Nazis. Got it? I have, both I have robot legs. You have robot legs. You're Talon. I'm Claw. I have robot arms. Here we go. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right, uh, we've just kicked down the door to a room. We see a bunch of Nazis, and we, we just cleared the room. And I turn to you, and I go, man, I hate Nazis. But I love kicking doors with my metal. I'm not good at this. <laughs> well, you could do like, but I love kicking their asses. <laughs> it's right there. Oh, so that's, that's what we're going for. Okay, we're going fine. For the one. Okay, all right, all right. Let's try again. Let's try again. You give me one. You give me one. All right, all right. Let me get, hold um, on. Let me get in the claw. Get, get, Red get leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Okay. <laughs> So you're pounding the shit out of a guy, and then over your shoulder, one of these giant cyborgs comes out. Um, I put a bullet right through his face, and I turn to you, and I'm like, close call, buddy. Uh, 
<laughs> or too too close for comfort. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah, this is hard. We're not yeah. good at this. Because I'm not an improv comedian. I write. Okay, give, give it to me again. Give it to me again. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go off the dome. All right. So, but damn, a little too close for comfort. Uh, I have <sighs> metal arms. <laughs> Let me give uh, you one. No, I want to keep playing this. We're gonna get. We're gonna get this game. Wait, what's that? Wait, I'm Talon or Claw. You're Talon. I'm Talon. You're Claw. Gotcha. All right. So Talon and Claw are fighting off one of these cyber dudes, and uh, I rip his arms off with my Robo arms, and then I do a running. What do they call it? What's that running kick that they do in wrestling where they run and they like throw their body in the air and put their oh, feet together? Kick? Yeah, I guess, sure. So I drop kick this guy and I scream, batter up. I go, these boots were made for walking. Great. And I, <laughs> and I just trample the fuck out of him. <laughs> you didn't even kick, you just trample. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right, give me one. I want to keep this going. This is fun. Um, I don't care that we're bad at it. <laughs> that's all right. It's fine. Okay. You don't even have to describe the scene. If you want to describe the scene, describe the scene. If not, just give me the one-liner or give me a line and I'll, I'll, I'll jump off it. The line is... Uh, too hot to handle. Well, too, hold to, too cold to hold is obviously the correct answer to that. No, you gotta be... Oh, come on. Jesus Christ. Um, all right, all right. Let's play a different game. Let's, yes, let's play a different game. The Please. different game is give me as many one-liners as you can for, your, for either of these characters. Okay, so I wanted... To, these boots are made for walking. That's gotta Great. be... And he tramples all over him. That's right. Um, so I like one where he's... Uh, we're like... Uh, okay, they're fighting one of these cyber psycho dudes and Talon like roundhouse kicks his head off and Claw catches it in his robot arms and the robot's still like alive. Like the cyber, so he's like, you know, fuck you, man. And then he crushes him and throws him in a recycling bin and he's like, always recycle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to get like as much environmentalism and like, I want this subplot to come through. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, there's got to be scenes where they're like, tearing up buildings and like the the water is flying all over the place and you know and then they're like turning the wheel gotta turn the water off you know uh -huh. Uh -huh. it's like you, you, you know they're, they're like you know reduce reuse recycle they gotta say yeah. <laughs> like conserve to preserve buddy i, I hate water wasters <laughs> yeah they're, they're like the version of captain planet i always wanted yeah a terrifying <laughs> metallic cyberman who's encouraging you to recycle that's right. Let's do this. Here we go. We're going to reinvent this game. It is going to be a true one-liner game. I okay. will describe to you a situation. You tell me what Talon says in that situation. Okay, I'm willing to give it a try. Let's do it. Great. Some of our street-level villains have stolen a car. Uh, I think it's like Mario Brothers style, where it's like just like a Lincoln Town car, but it has a bunch of shit glued to it, so it looks vaguely futuristic. Fair. And they're going to run over uh, maybe Debbie or some innocent person. Jim Talon Duggins jumps onto the street and boots it, and the car goes flying through the air and crashes. That's awesome. What does uh, he say, though? I, I, I don't know what he, he says. Pump pump the brakes. Hope you were wearing your seatbelt. Next time, use a blinker. Like, come on. It's right there, man. <laughs> like, this is a no parking zone? Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a moving violation. <laughs> 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 all right um again debbie peregrine in danger uh colossal cyborg about to snatch her bear hug style uh 
with your mighty robot arms, you karate chop straight from his head, right down to his taint, and then he falls apart. Half, you know, half and half, either side. And you say, you say, looks like someone's suffering from a split personality. That's what you say. Fuck. See, we can't play a game. We all we can do is write See, scenes. What I was gonna say is like that's a real side splitter. <laughs> all right, all right. So anyway, there's some one-liners. We'll pull from those as as the script goes on. So we've got our cold open, then we've got like the cyber psycho thing. Then we're gonna have a workout scene. We're gonna have a bunch of battles where there's gonna be a bunch of one-liners and stuff as they get ever closer to figuring out that the real villain is the Energy Corporation. Highlander 2 style, I think they've got to get one of these Mario Brothers cyber cars and drive it into the power plant. And I think we should now talk about the final set piece. How are we going to bring this movie all together? I mean, we know it ends with Debbie's reveal, but is there anything else that needs to be in that? I love the power plant being the set piece. That works for me real good. We can have those like matte paintings with the electricity flying everywhere. Well, Uh, and I'd like to think that the half-reconstructed recovered UFO is in there. Oh, for sure it is, yeah. That's your that's your big prop, right? Mm-hmm. That's your, your giant prop. And uh, I think Debbie's reveal, she actually walks down out of the, out of the UFO. I like that. A little okay. smoke, smoke blowing from the UFO. Kind of like the Millennium Falcon. I like that. Um, what else do we need in there? Because well, I like I think like maybe her like the scientist they killed at the beginning. That's her dad. He comes back as like a super cyber psycho, and they have to fight him off. Right? He's just like a mindless robot, so they got to kill him. And then she realizes that the robots aren't going to do it, so she has to inject herself with this alien DNA. I I think this movie works because it's just never ending absurd action scene to absurd actions. It's kind of like Riccio. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how much plot it actually needs beyond what we've got. OK, uh, so well, we, let me do this. Let me do this. Then I have an idea for the last shot. OK, yeah. Tell me what you think about this. So uh, I think because it's the movie that it is, the whole power plant has to blow up at the end. Oh, yeah. No and doubt. so like as they're like killing Peregrine, who's turned into this like big evil monster, maybe vaguely bird like. Would it be cool? If she had like a beak and like feathers and stuff. Uh, like a big feathery dragon? Is that too... Nah, because the the good guys are the eagles. Never mind. She can't be bird-related. That doesn't work. But she's going to be reptilian. Totally. That's exactly where I was going to go. Yep, she's a reptilian. Uh, and that's nice, too. Okay, so we got the David Icky vote. Um, they, get on, they get into the UFO. They pull out whatever the power thing is, or maybe it's already exposed. That's easier. Then we don't have to build the UFO set. They pull out the power thing, and so they're, like, running through the power plant as it's blowing up. They get outside. They leap the huge explosion goes off. They stand up and they look at the container and he's like, you know what this means? It's like, yeah, free energy forever. Yeah. The party never has to stop Talon. Fuck yeah. Claw. They high five. They look down again and there's a little thing on the container. That's like, beep, 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 like regular. (laughs) And they're like, huh? looks like some kind of transponder. And they like crush it. And he goes, who do you think they were trying to contact? And they both look up. We pan up to the stars. Roll credits. Take no prisoners, open fire. Yeah. So now, now we set up Hard Eagles three, where it is Eagles fully, Yeah. Yep. It is fully, fully critters. The critters two thing. They have Hard to become Eagles. intergalactic bounty hunters now. Hard Eagles three, Eagles in space. Oh, that's good. And then I think probably like the Frogtown films. It it just 
devolves into Zen filmmaking at a certain point. Like, <laughs> the, the most money they ever got was Hard Eagles 2. And then after that, it's like, hey, we got 25 grand. You think we can shit out one of these things? <laughs> well, no, I think, I think this is one of those series like, like Hellraiser that occasionally you have to be reminded that they're still making. Like, you know, it got good again at Hard Eagle 7. Like, no shit. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Once they recast the Eagles, they're great, man. Like, Hard they, got Brock, they got Brock Lesnar in it now. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Hard Eagles 3, Eagles in Space. Um, what do you got? Okay, let's, let's do this. Hard Eagles 3, Eagles in Space. You want to do four? You want to do four or you want me to do four? You, you do four. Okay. Uh, Hard Eagles 4, Timelines. Oh, that's good. Uh, Hard Eagles 5. Robot Redemption. Hard Eagles 6, Legacy. Yeah, that would be the one that turned really bad. <laughs> right? It's about like, yeah, yep, 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 yep. So, okay, what else you got? Hard Eagles 7, Eagles Assemble? Ooh, okay, cool, great. Uh, Hard Eagles 8, Bigger and Badder. Hard Eagles 9, biggest and baddest. Uh, I'm going to say Hard Eagles 10 is a, is a hard reboot, so it's, called, yeah. it's just called Hard Eagles. <laughs> All right, you want to cast these guys? Yeah, I want to cast everybody. I know that you're already thinking of wrestlers. Who do you have uh, on the tip of your head? <sighs> I mean, I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Hacksaw Jim Dugan. Hacksaw but, Jim Dugan. My but I don't, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's right for either of the main roles. He might, he might could do Colonel John Raptor. You don't, you don't want to see like Hacksaw and Junkyard Dog as these two boys? Well, that if we're going to do that, then we have to change Jim Duggan's name to Jim Dugan, and then he's just Jim Talon Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and also... Which I'm, I'm fine with seeing Hacksaw Jim Dugan with some robo legs, also keeping his actual name in the movie. Oh man, and then we could get Sergeant Slaughter to play the Colonel. Now like you could just be like a one to one. Okay, all right, all right. And and also we get um oh my goodness. True. Red Sonia, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Um Sandal Bergman? She can be Peregrine. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. And she's now we got yes. Weird. She's got the German thing going Totally. On. And I, I tried to get her into Crypt Crushers. I'm really glad we're gonna see her here. Okay, that's very good. The only my only pushback on Jim Dugan, God, it, but it's so good, is that uh I would love if it was like a an existent Oh, you know what we should oh like, an, like an extant wrestling duo. That would be ideal. Like well, if it I was the Legion if it was the Legion of Doom, right? You know who you know, but you know I, I thought of a duo. Tell me what you think of this. Okay. Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. Million dollar man. Arm, you know. <gasps> the other guy is, is macho man, Randy Savage. Oh, it's very good. Or we could, if you want to go just bonkers, you could do Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior, and it would just be the most insane action movie ever. I don't, I mean. I would rather I have like, Ted DiBiase as like the sort of smoother one. And then Randy Savage as... Oh, both these boys are going to be very physically smooth. Don't you worry. Oh, it is going to be <laughs> a wonderfully oily mess. It's going to be like cooking Italian food in there. Just finishing oil. Oh, God damn. Oh, God. Uh, oh, that was too far, but the fucking you with my metal legs, that was okay. So now I've found the line. All right, that's good. So, okay, so wait, wait, wait. I want to I propose two things. One... 
we cast Roddy Roddy Piper in this. I know it's a little on the nose. Dude had a super short-lived career, but like he was in Hell Comes to Frogtown and They Live, two of our absolute favorite movies. This could be the lost film that creates, like that enshrined him. Like the, again, this is like alternate universe bullshit, but like in this universe, Roddy Roddy Piper went on to do this very successful series. Hard Eagles was maybe, like we said, if it's more like Commando or First Blood, then maybe it was actually fairly well received. So mm-hmm. I would say if you put him with like Junkyard Dog, you could conceivably get something pretty good out of that. I mean, it could be him and Jim Dugan. Like, I don't, I don't hate or hit Jim Duggan. Like, I don't hate that. Okay, so that's, that's option one that we put Roddy Roddy Piper in this thing and that takes us down a really specific road. Okay. I'm not sure how the timeline is going to run out, but Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels were on were a part of a duo called The Rockers. Yeah, The Rockers. Yeah, so we, get, we get a blonde and a brunette with kind of the hard rock thing, and then it's a it's a pure tie-in. They already know how to walk around in sunglasses all the time. Yeah, you get Shawn Michaels with some robo arms. You get Marty Jannetty with some robo legs. Like I watch the fuck out of that. Okay, we we have to make a decision though. Is this film or does this film star? Roddy Roddy Piper, and Sandal Bergman, and thus is a Hell Comes to Frogtown reunion. Ooh. Or does it star the Rockers? Now, I'm leaning towards the Rockers. I am also leaning towards the Rockers, but I Done. really want to really keep Sandal uh, Bergman in it. No, I think she's in it. I just, I thought like with, if you have Roddy Roddy Piper in it and Sandal Bergman, then it's like, okay, that's a little too much like Hell Comes to Frogtown for me. But I think we get, we get Roddy Roddy Piper in the mix. We get Jim Dugan in the mix. We'll, we'll get them all in there somehow. I think the Rockers are just perfect. I think they're tailor-made. It's right there. It's right there. Right there. They even, with the sunglasses and the long hair and the, they just, they're, it, you know, it, it's not going to take much. That's an easy transition. I okay. think that I think that works really, really, really well. And it might even be one of those things where in Hard Eagles they cast um, actual actors, and then in Hard Eagles too they were like same characters, but now we got wrestlers. Now we got wrestlers. Yeah. No, that's oh, great. dude. I just thought of something great. What do you got? This, what do you got? If this is a series of films, what you're going to do is you're going to keep putting wrestlers in it. Yeah. And what, what it's going to do is it's going to tie into that time when the wrestlers tried to unionize and they weren't able to okay because you know you know that like the reason that wrestlers tried to get into acting was because they could get health insurance if they could be in the screen actors guild oh okay cool cool cool. Vince McMahon doesn't give any of them health insurance and so like that's why Rowdy Rowdy Piper started making movies that's ironically why Hulk Hogan started making movies even though he was the guy that like crossed the picket line and sort of made it unable for them to unionize anyway like that would be fun as the series went on they mm-hmm. keep adding wrestlers and wrestlers and wrestlers and then when you the hard reboot yeah. it's like the rock and john cena yeah so this is this is it it ends up becoming a cult classic because their trope was they only brought in wrestlers so like, only wrestlers. like all the cyber psychos that are appearing in the different scenes it's like one of them is the road warriors one of them yeah. is ted bibiase one of them is jake the snake and he's got a cyber snake like great yes all all of this and then yeah it becomes it goes from good when it first came out to super bad to then when they reboot it it's like yeah it's brock lesnar and it's uh the rock and it's what's that fucking irish guy that everybody seamus 
Like it's those well, guys. There's even there's even like like Booker T or Ray Mysterio yeah. Jr. Like, perfect. Perfect. That, that wave of like late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, like, and then it becomes it becomes like the expendables for wrestling. Right. Like, exactly. Every couple years Universal's putting out a Hard Eagles film that's like, how many fucking wrestler boys can we get in this one? Like, can we and, make one that's all women? Yeah, let's do it. Like <laughs> And they can sell it because the they can get big names like The Rock to do it because it's an institution, right? It's a right. wrestling and then, it's a privilege. It's a oh. privilege. And then when this, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's like a thing you got to do when you reach a certain level. And then what's really nice about this too, it gets distilled. So we cut out all of the really complicated, convoluted Nazi stuff. And it just becomes about cyber or enhanced wrestlers who are yes. teams of commando. So like some of them have robot arms, some of them have robot necks, some of them have robot whatever. It doesn't matter. Like one of them has a robot heart that powers his superpower body. Like, yeah, great. I love well, all of this. And I think I think maybe what what will happen is well, you could go two ways, right? Like I, I think it starts with Nazis, then sort of like robot Nazis, space Nazis, like gets a little wild. And it gets into aliens and it gets into time travel. Like, yep, yep, yep. The hard reboot and it's like modern day, very modern take on like evil Nazi. And all of a sudden it gets dark again when they reboot it, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that works. Yeah, it's like more grounded. It's like more uh, grounded in reality. It's like when Marvel's did the Ultimates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man, now I want to see like 12 movies that don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we created a new franchise this week. We uh, we didn't just do one. I tell you um, what, and it's all committed to tape. Some some week for fun, we'll just pull a random, like we'll roll like a 10-sided die. And, and we'll, we'll just, just do Hard Eagle 7. Here we go. Hard Eagle 7. <laughs> we've got the title already. And it's like, <laughs> like or, or like if we ever start a Patreon or something, that's your bonus content. We only do Hard Eagles. Well, film. I think, yeah, I think if you become like, a, if we ever do a Patreon, you become a Patreon supporter, we'll call you a Hard Eagle. <laughs> you are one of our Hard Eagles. <laughs> yeah, you're all trashies, but some of you are trashies, Mark II. Yeah, some of you are, you're a tier one, you're a Halloweener. If you're that's a tier right. five, you're a Hard Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you are even, that, at the highest tier, you are Jeff Goldblum as the literal devil. <laughs> that, that's right. Well, no, at the highest tiers, you're just, you're at the Busey level. Uh, you're, yeah, welcome, you're in the Busey club. You're a Busey. Welcome, welcome to the, welcome we have a to the Gary Busey Gary club, yeah. Uh, call out to Gary Busey, executive producer of the show. Thank you, Gary, for all your leadership and help. We really appreciate that's it. That's right. Uh, the thing about this episode is, um, I'm not sure how well we glued a movie together, but I could keep talking about this movie for hours. Yeah. So, no, I think I think you're right. Like man, I feel like we put a bow on this one in the first 10 minutes and the rest was just us fucking like jerking off on how good of an idea this is. <laughs> like <laughs> It's great though. And I like how when we come to the end of the episodes there's always like this what did we learn about Planet X today yeah. kind of segment that we do. Hey, 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 hey audience, hey, come over, come over here. Come sit with us by the fire. Hey, we had a lot of fun. we had a lot of fun this week, huh? Put my leather shoes on. I'm slipping out of the sweater, but in a soft, like, slow way that makes you comfortable. You know, I'm coming back. It's gonna be cool. But like, what did we learn today? Like, there are so many action movies that I love that I think are better for having almost no plot. And I'm not saying that, but like, as like next time we do an action movie, we're not gonna do a plot. I'm just saying that there are certain 
righteous trash films that are wonderful because they got as far as we have this great action hero. We have this paper thin plot that Mm -hmm. provides an awesome villain. Let's see if we can get 90 minutes out of it. And when you pull that off, like even if you pull off, pull that off 75 to 80%, those are great, great movies. I love those movies. I mean, like if you think about Schwarzenegger's movies, like, you know, the commando isn't a lot more than that. Not yeah. really. Okay. Uh, well, that I think that puts a bow on Hard Eagles too. Thank you, Cameron Baker, for the suggestion. Thank you, Cameron. I love you, dude. Yeah, that was great. Um, cool. So uh, if you uh, would like to submit your own movie title, you can do that right over there at planetxcinema.com by clicking on the submit button. You can also send them to planetxcinema at gmail.com. Uh, we are a pop-up movie theater in the great state of Texas. Our next screening is October the 26th uh, at our home, Kunstler Brewing. You can check us out there. Uh, it will be a Halloween double feature of The Blob and The Invaders from Mars, both the 1980s remakes of the 1950s classics. Uh, anything to add, Blair? I'm just, I'm imagining the plots to the other film <laughs> in my right. head. So I'm, I am I'm uh, up in the in the world and the mythology of Hard Eagles. So. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. I have been Drew Claw Hicks, and I continue to be Blair Talon Hicks. <laughs> uh, really- thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. You didn't want to do your the search for Planet X continues. I thought you didn't like it. I don't like it, but that doesn't mean you have to stop doing it. <laughs> No, we let's do no, it's fine. Oh it's come fine. on. I think no, come on. I love you. Let's do it. Let's do it. You want me to just do one? Sure, just do one. I love you and I support you. The search for Planet X continues. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>